Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We are broadcasting from Insights, which is the Ceridian slash Dayforce user conference. Uh, we've come every year. We love it. They're rebranding from Ceridian to Dayforce uh, in January. So it's a huge announcement, a lot of energy at the conference, and uh, and this is going to be a fun podcast. So, Mike, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and what you do at your company? Sure. Um, so my name is Michael Kane. I'm a managing director at ClearCourse. Uh, I oversee our Dayforce practice. I've I've been at ClearCourse for about a year now, and uh, prior to joining ClearCourse, I spent about nine years at Ceridian. Uh, so I worked in implementation as a consultant for a while. That was my first job there. Moved into project management. Spent some time in uh, leadership and professional services and managed services, and then eventually moved my way over to. Oh, well, you know the product better than most. I, I don't know if I would go that far. I, <laughs> I knew benefits pretty well back in the day, so. Well, that's yeah. too funny. Well, that's, I mean, first of all, it's great because to be working at a software company and kind of understand how software companies work. Yep. And then being at a company that then can kind of make sense of how software companies work for practitioners. For sure. Is super helpful, I think, because a lot of practitioners don't understand how software works, not just the zeros and yep. ones, but the actual, how the companies work. Yeah. And I would say too, that helps having that background helps a lot being on this side of the fence as right. I'm no longer at Ceridian, right. but just right. talking to customers that are on the platform. Right. And we've all used it right. for a long time. We can definitely relate to some of the things that they're going. Well, through. when you're working, when you're working at the software company, you almost feel like you have to talk positively about everything. <laughs> Whereas right. when, when you're independent like this, you can actually go, okay, here's some pros and cons. You know, you can actually give them kind of a rounder story or more full story, which I, I think is helpful to practitioners. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we, we're, we're very transparent when we're working with our customers on what's going to work for them and what maybe some opportunities for improvement. Right. And do y'all work in any specific industries or size of companies or global versus domestic? No, I wouldn't really limit us that way, but I would say... Clients from a couple hundred employees to several thousand is what I oh, generally okay. see us supporting. That's great. And that is a, that is a, a huge market. B, an underserved market. There's just not right. a lot of people. A lot of people focus on the global, 100%. right? Global 5,000 or whatever the, whatever yeah, the bit is. Yeah, large enterprise customers, right. But the folks that are down market under a thousand, they don't get a lot of love. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. exactly. So the services that y'all do is you, do you do uh, vendor selection and implementation, or what? What are the what's the services layer? Sure. Uh, we yeah we have started doing some vendor selection as of late, so we're getting into that. Uh, we do a lot of client side support during an implementation. Oh, so cool. our team is not yet implementing. Right. Um, but we sit. We basically join the customer's team and assign them like somebody that is a Dayforce expert that gets to just be part of their team along with them through the implementation. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of value there, having somebody that knows the product inside right. and out, being on your team, helping you get through requirements gathering, develop your test cases, execute your test cases if you need it. So there's a lot of value there. Oh, there's a huge amount of value because typically, and you know this from, from just all your years, is usually it's somebody that's uh, kind of battle-promoted you know, it's Sally or Jim, and they don't have any experience implementing any, any products. They don't even know anything about technology, and it's like they have a right. job that's right. outside of that. Now, now they've got a 
implement this technology, you don't yep. know anything about it. So to have somebody that's an expert, both in that technology, but also in kind of how implementations work, I think is genius. Exactly. And you're right. A lot of clients get into an implementation and they don't quite understand all that it takes to deliver right. on that project. Like what is and success? Exactly. Defining what success looks like. You want to, you want to know that. Right. And sometimes you get into a project and from a resource perspective, uh, the, to, to what you were alluding to earlier, clients have a day job too that they need to maintain. Payroll still needs to be processed. The business still needs to run. So then when you factor that in with all these new tasks coming at you for, for your implementation, it can get overwhelming pretty quick. Really, really, really quickly. Yep. So where do you see that, that growing over, over time? Do you, do you want to grow the business more in, in that way to have kind of that passenger to help them with that? Or do you want to get into like full-scale implementations for, for that market? Yeah, it's a great question. So we, so we do some other, other things in addition to just uh, implementation support. Right. Um, we do uh, optimization projects, oh, is, cool. which is what I'm seeing a lot of as of late, where clients reach out and say, you know, Mike, we've been on Dayforce for five or six years now. Right. Uh, here are our pain points. We know a lot of new functionality has been released that we're not taking advantage of. Help us get the rest of the way there. Right. So, so we get involved in those those projects. I love that. What do you what do you call it? Optimization. Yeah, optimization. I, I love that because again, as you said, release after release, they might not have taken up something. And what's worse is somebody new in the organization says, "We need this feature or functionality," and they don't even know that it's already available to them. Right. You know that that drives right. me crazy because it's like you should be communicating this stuff to your to your customers A and B. Uh, making sure that they do maximize the use of their technology. 100%. So we do that. Uh, we also do post-go-live support, right? which is you know pretty co- popular. Cu- customers are live on the platform and they still need help, whether it be during open enrollment, they have a custom report they need to, be, need right. to have developed, uh, their business processes change, so then configuration needs to be updated. So we do all of that. Uh, we also do staff augmentation. So let's say... Uh, a customer is processing payroll and their payroll manager right. leaves the business suddenly. We can quickly step in, have somebody that knows how to process Ooh, payroll like take that. over and immediately be able to get the payroll out. I like that a lot. In fact, I've, I've known a company that does that with an, another vendor that does kind of the, they take over the instance where they, it's kind of an MRR model where they take over the instance. And it's like they do the updates, they do payroll, yep. they do all that stuff. And it's just like, it's easy, so much easier for a customer to just basically say, you know what, we don't need to, it just needs to be done and done well. Yeah. We don't need to do. Right. Some customers that they would rather focus more on their business than administering the software. Right. And if there's a need for that, that's something that we're there to support. In addition to that, we also do just general support where uh, we would work with the customer whenever they need help. They can simply just pick up the phone, reach out to one of our consultants when they need it and then at that point they get that immediate assistance instead of having to get in line and wait for the help that they need that's right which again that's a kind of buying different support packages right and and you get kind of you get you kind of get what you pay for there which is fine totally but if they've got a partner in you and your company the way to interact with you they can just they can just interact with you and say hey we're having struggle or people are having kind of trouble with x y and z and it's like oh yeah not, not a problem yeah, that's exactly, and for our business, that's exactly how we grow. And 
I would, we welcome the opportunity for a customer to reach out, even for something very small. Yeah. But give us the opportunity to show that we have the knowledge with Dayforce. Right. And we'll fix your problem. And then if it goes really well, then you'll think of us again in the future and continue to partner with us. You know, it's interesting because I, I don't know where to categorize you. And I, first of all, I hate categorize. Yeah. Is there a categorization and category, software categories in general? But you're not quite, you're, you're a consulting firm, but you're really hands-on, especially with the product. Yep. So you're, you're more than a consulting firm. So what do you, what do you all call yourselves? Um, I... <laughs> we were, as as far as I know, we're there, we're a consulting firm. I mean, I know we fall short of a uh, of being called an SI, where we're yeah. we're actually integrating. Right, that's an area we're interested in pursuing right. in the future. So that might be something right. that that we go down that path. Um, I heard Ceridian refers to partners as advisory partners. I like that. So that might be yeah, might that, be what you'd call it. I like. I, well, first of all, y'all are a consulting firm, but you do different things than. The, the folks that far focus on the enterprise, right? Yep. Y'all are hands-on. Y'all are in it. Right. Okay. What I like about our, uh, our team is we have several team members that, like me, came from Ceridian. They know the product very well, so they have that, that consulting background already. But on the other side, it was, we also have several, uh, several team members that came from clients where they were a senior director or a payroll manager right. and they've walked in those shoes before so you get the best of both worlds when you have a team like that i love it i love it i love it what's the to become a csi you see that as a 24 thing or or do you want to do you think it's long it'll take you longer to get it than next year uh it could be i, I 24 could be uh good. could be an opportunity for that good speaking of 24 what are your what are you hearing from clients what do you, what's top of mind for them? What's keeping them up at night? Or what are you, what are you fielding questions about? Yeah, it's a good question. I would say a lot of what I'm seeing right now is clients are looking to expand how they use Dayforce. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing more Optimize? More, not just optimize, okay. but from like a module perspective. Ah, when I was implementing- Got it. Uh, payroll, benefits, and WFM were the three modules right, that right, right. everybody was using. Recruiting. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. it's now recruiting's in there. Now performance management, right. compensation management. Right. All these other modules are now becoming part of what clients want to implement and use in the system. I love that. I love that. Do you all do an audit? Or do you all kind of look at how they're using and uh, with the optimization and also thinking about how they can get more out of what they've just purchased? Yes, that's something. If, if we were to engage in an optimization, generally what we would do is we would meet with stakeholders, understand what their pain points are, because that's what we ultimately want to address. Right. But we would also look under the hood, so to speak, at the configuration and right. see, hey, is this is this set up to best serve yeah. that customer? Do you look at usage? Do you look at like if they've got, we'll just say the compensation module randomly, and do you look at like the usage of whether or not they've logged into the module or stuff like that? Uh, I'm not sure if you can look at that specifically to I, my knowledge. I know and, Ceridian can. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Yeah, I don't think we have access to look at that. I, I know you can run a report to see if when somebody last logged in, but right. you can't really see where. Wouldn't it, wouldn't where, it be cool if you could actually see that stuff, see how much yeah. they've used the application to whatever benefit that they need to? Yeah. So what are you, what are you trying to get out of Insights this year? Like, uh, again, you've, you've been to Insights before, uh, but what are, you, what are you trying to get out of it this year? Sure. I've actually only been at Insights one you know, last year, the year that I joined ClearCore. Yeah, so yeah. even though I had been with Ceridian for a long time, I never was never able to make it to the event. But right. 
Uh, what I like about it is it's a great networking opportunity more so than anything else. I feel like a lot of us are all working virtually now, so yeah. we don't get an op at least me, I don't get an opportunity to see see the people that we're working with. And so far we've had several customers of ours come up to the booth that I was able to meet the, for the first time. So that's been really nice. And even seeing some some people at the, that work for Ceridian and getting net, to network with their team has been has been great. I love it. I love it. It was a different energy this year. Uh, it was it was here last year, as you well know. But it's just the way that the, the, the room's configured. I can't tell if it's that or the, the branding and the change or what's going on. But it just seems like there's a different energy to the, uh, this year than there was last year. Yeah, it's set up very, it's, it's a very nice event that they put on put on here. And we're seeing a lot of traffic come through really for all the consulting firms in the, where the booths are. So the relationship that you have with Dayforce, Ceridian Dayforce, is do they bring you clients? Like is is it is it one of those deals where they basically say, hey, you should you should look at these folks. We're, we're either don't can't we can't do the implementation, don't want to do the implementation, or you need to do the implementation, or are you bring them into implementations. Uh, that's a good question. I would say it's a, in terms of how we get business, it's a mm -hmm. combination of a few things. I think our website drives a lot of traffic, mm -hmm. um, and then just simple networking where, you know, people think of us when right. they need that type of help and and reach out. I would say, I, I, from what I understand at Ceridian, if, they're, if a customer is in need, they might put forward a few, right. a few options sure. um, for, for partners, and then the customer can choose who fits, who fits best. That's always best. I mean, that, that way it doesn't look like they're favoring one over the other. It's basically saying, hey, these are the three that focus on the market that's uh, what most would call SMB under 1,000 employees. These folks are experts at it. Why don't you talk to all of them? and then yeah. see which one fits you the best. That's all that we can ask for is just an opportunity. And right. then from there we can sell uh, sell the value that we have. And I think in our, really in our business, I think it comes down to the talent that you have on your team. Like 100%. we're not selling a software, that's, right. that's day for us, they have that. That's right. And it comes down to the resource that gets assigned to your project and how well they know the product and they can help you. Well, and I like that you have a balance of people that are both understand software, but also understand being a practitioner. Right. That's, right. A, that's a really nice balance of understanding of a, walking in the shoes, but also understanding how to leverage and get the most out of software. Right, and that gives us a lot of, lot of confidence in the space that we have people that know the product so well, right. and then also that other side where they've walked in the customer's shoes before. I love that. That's a true differentiator for me, yeah. uh, it is, is both, having the blend of both of those together. Yeah. All right, so why don't we do this? Your favorite tip or t trick or hack or whatever you want to call it in terms of getting people to fall in love with technology. And I'll give you a, I'll give you a for instance. Mine is uh, incentivizing, actually putting money towards it. Yep. So like in TA, if we're talking about the recruiting module, well, TA has a job job. And it mm -hmm. has nothing to do with technology. They have a job job. So if I want to get people to actually use the recruiting module, I'm going to throw money at it. We'll put a yeah. maybe make a leaderboard. I'm going to talk about the early adopters, and I'm going to I'm going to pay people basically yeah. who's going to be the first to be certified. We we'll make a game, yeah. and also make it fun, etc. That's my hack, right? Like, like this, I I can manipulate adoption through yeah. incentives. Now, yeah. what's yours? 
That's a great example, as long as you have the funds to do to do something like that. <laughs> Mike, I, would say, I only operate in a world where there's an unlimited amount of money, but yes, right, good right. point. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, it starts at the beginning of an implementation that you really want to take your time implementing and building a solution that's going to best fit your organization. Right. And to me, that starts with considering, even from the very beginning, considering your timeline. You want to make sure you allow yourself enough time to implement the product the best you can. Allow as much time in the testing phase as you possibly can. Right. Because if you roll out a strong product that works, yeah. that's really, you need, you need to pay on time and you need to pay accurately. That's right. And if you can't do those things, then there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things in HR that you can mess up. Payroll exactly. is not one of them. Exactly. Yeah. So once you have that down, I think... I think it comes down to the employee experience that you're creating. You want to create something that's that's easy and easy to access, uh, where there's self-serve options available, Ooh, nice. uh, like using the mobile app to right. update your address, update your direct deposit, clock in and out of work. If you can do all that from your phone and yep. make it easy for employees, I think that's going to drive adoption. I think another hack, and I think this, I thought this is where we were going to go, is having some type of executive sponsor. Like in your case, you might be doing, you know, with a CEO um, or a founder uh, when you're down market like that. But just having somebody that cares enough about the implementation that carries it across to the employees and says, this is important. We, the money that we're putting against this is important. Yep. But you using it and getting the most out of it is is super important to us. Right. And generally during, I mean, all the implementations that I've been part of, your org readiness strategy is a key component of that implementation. So you're three months out from your goal life date and you're starting to let employees know a change right. is coming. Yes. This is what it's going to look like. Here's how you can get prepared. And you keep those reminders coming as you get closer and closer to your goal life date. You schedule training as close to the goal life date as you can yep. so employees and managers don't forget what you, what you showed them. And just continuing to put those types of reminders in front of them really helps. It's a... It's almost a relentless kind of communication stream. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it never stops. Yep. Because you're always, there's always going to be new stuff. There are going to be new features that a new release comes down, et cetera. So, uh, dude, I love what you're doing. Absolutely love what you're doing for the market you're doing it for is so grossly underserved. So I think you are well positioned and I love the product. So congratulations and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Thanks for everyone listening. Until next time.